welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by Bo Brock. No, the Cardinals have not signed James Bradbury, but we're going to do a show anyway. Bo, how are we doing on this Tuesday? We're doing great, man. I feel like Leo DiCaprio every time the Open happens now. I'm like pointing at the TV in, in the... Uh, what was the the Hollywood movie with him and Brad? Yeah, Pitt? Once Why, Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once a Time, yeah. Dude, where he's, there, where he's there's Bo Brock in the open. There I am. There I am in all my glory in the open. If you haven't, if you've just listened on the podcast, you're gonna have to check us out on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. You're gonna get alerts. Speaking alert. of podcasts, I hope that you're you're simultaneously watching myself, Bo Brock, and I here on PHNX Cardinals while watching PHNX Coyotes. The Coyotes have the third overall pick. Applauding. They wanted a top three pick. Yeah. They got one. We're happy for them. Are we? Uh, as we yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> as we sit and dwell here uh, with some news that came out today. Well, it's not really news in terms of like, hey, this was just discovered, but it puts everything into context as we prepare for our big Thursday night NFL schedule release show here on here on PHNX Cardinals. The Cardinals per CBS Sports, Bo Brock, I'm, I'm sure you saw this, have the second hardest strength of schedule in 2022, uh, only behind the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, again, this is from CBS Sports. The only reason the Rams are in front of them is because they won the NFC West and they have to play first place teams in the NFC. Uh, had the Cardinals been able to lock up the NFC West last year, they'd be at 567. Um, so looking at this, oh, real quick, uh, it goes without saying, you play in the NFC West, it's big boy football, you're going to have a tough schedule regardless. Uh, everybody in the division has a top 11 strength of schedule, but then you couple that with the gauntlet, the sledgehammer to the face that is the AFC West if the Cardinals play out of conference this year. So looking at this, Bo Brock, what does this say to you about the Cardinals' chances in 2022? You're going to see a lot of these teams that everybody perceives as good weeded out. And if you hope that the Arizona Cardinals are going to be one of those teams that's going to survive. But, you know, including the Rams, they play them twice. They play the Bucks. They play the Niners twice. They play the Chiefs. They play the uh, Raiders. Don't they? They play the NFC South. They're at seven and nine with the uh, with the Saints and the Falcons. Of course, they play the Chargers. They play the Seahawks twice. I mean, all the teams in the top 11 or 12 if you look at Carolina in the in the strength of schedule they're they're all facing each other and that's the that's the reason for it you just hope that as far as uh you know these teams go the Arizona Cardinals can kind of survive these games and, and especially the six games that they're going to play without DeAndre Hopkins uh the good thing is i guess the silver lining for god's sake is that the Rams are above them you know the only team that has a, has a stronger schedule but uh, the good thing is, like, look, the Rams aren't going to get off easy. The Niners aren't going to get off easy. And neither are the Seahawks. In the Seahawks, what's the over-under on their win total this year? Uh, we should ask resident Seahawk fan, our producer, Shane Tiefenbach, as he takes himself <laughs> off video. I think they are plus 500 <sighs> or plus 550 on DraftKings to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, so not great. I would imagine the over-under is somewhere in the vicinity of five, five and a half. Jalen Blair in the chat says, we thought the Cards had a daunting schedule last year and we won 11 games. That's true. Some of those teams are not going to be what we expect them to be this year. I agree with that. I think the only caveat, and I think the NFC West is going to be worse. I think there's a good possibility that two teams do not make the playoffs. Trey Lance with a with a hard strength of schedule. I don't care how good the rest of that Niner roster is. 
is going to be incredibly difficult. Trey yeah. Lance that we saw last year in Arizona, not an NFL starting quarterback. Um, and so I, I do think once they eventually pivot off Jimmy Garoppolo and they're forced to start Trey Lance, I just I don't I don't see him at least year one lighting lighting the NFC on fire. Um, and then you know we 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 all agreed unanimously the Seahawks are are bound for a top pick next year. So it really just it comes down to the fact that the Cardinals won games last year they weren't supposed to. They beat the mm-hmm. holy hell out of the Titans, went to Cleveland without their coach and, and won there. And then late in the year they were favored against the Lions and they were favored against the Seahawks and the Colts and lost all those games. So I think you're right, Jalen. I think it really just comes down to timing and can they put a, a full 16-game complete season together. Sean in the chat, it's going to be tough, but I believe we have a really good chance of winning most of those games. But what would you say is the hardest matchup on the schedule next year? It, it remains the LA Rams. I mean, in, until Sean McVay uh, gives uh, gives away his kids, the Arizona Cardinals, it's not going to be it's not going to be easy. I mean, he he's still dad in the driveway beating up on his kids in pickup <laughs> basketball. It's it, it sucks. Sure. Yeah. It's it's the Rams and and like when you look at the Bucks and you look at the Chiefs, those two games stand out. Both those games at home, you got to you got to like that. Uh, even though everybody's kind of uh, concerned about their ability to win games at home, yeah, this is incre- incredible. Opponents' 2022 season. If you're listening on the podcast, of course, all the NFC West divisional opponents. You play the Patriots, you play the Saints, the Eagles, the Bolts, uh, the Bucks, and the Chiefs, and then you hit the road. And uh, you're facing the Vikings, the Panthers, the Broncos, the Falcons, and the Raiders. Here's here's what's incredibly key for a schedule of this caliber. You have to beat the teams that you should beat. You just have to take care of business. That you have to be able to sharpie in a win over Carolina, two wins over Seattle. You have to beat up on Minnesota because I you know I know that they've got some pretty decent players on offense, but you should win that game. Uh, and you should win at home against San Francisco oh, in, in, a, in a game on the road against Atlanta. I, mean, I forgot those- we were playing the Patriots. Can I just say that real quick? Like, why the hell are the Patriots on the schedule? We don't play the AFC East. What are they doing here? <laughs> Second why, place, why brother. Play- <laughs> oh, my God. Second this, place. All right, I'm, I'm going to officially tell you right now, this schedule is worse than I thought it was. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm officially freaked out. Um, first of all, we got screwed by the fact that Tom Brady came back because uh, I think that's a win definitively if Brady's not on the Bucks. Even yeah. I, I have a ton of respect for Todd Bowles, but if the Kyle Trask is starting for them, dirt ass Kyle Trask or somebody like Malik Willis, <laughs> like we're in much better shape. And then I, you know, the Eagles are on the schedule. I think they're going to be just a juggernaut, even without a you know high end quarterback. The roster is just stacked. That it, I'm going to say something definitive and 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 maybe a little bit of a hot take. If Cliff Kingsbury gets to the playoffs next year, I don't care what it looks like. You win a but you win out in the first half, you lose out in the second half, you get to the playoffs. Cliff Kingsbury should be the runaway coach of the year. You make the playoffs without DeAndre Hopkins in your first six games with that schedule. And you have, I have all the admiration and, and luck. I want you to play this back next year when we're in the thick of it. They clinch a playoff berth, but if they if they are pissing me off at the time or they disappoint us, that that schedule, man, you that separates the men from the boys. This is not the layup schedule that Philadelphia had last year, as Jalen Blair said. Patriots are the 17th game. Thanks for the reminder. If we'd won the division, that would have been the Bills we have to play. Well, I mean, can, who's playing the Jets? Are the Seahawks playing the Jets? Do we do we know? Well, that? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the where, how you finish your division. That's how that's, that's how you gotcha. get that game. And it's a second place the, game. Of course, the Niners get the dirt Miami Dolphins and Mike McDaniel. I mean, the Niners were playing a last game last place schedule last year too. I mean, and, and that certainly helped them as far as they making their way from three and five dead. <laughs> 
and then to become the undertaker coming out of the casket and he's alive and well again. But as far as the Cardinal, like, look, Mac McCorkle Jones that coming to town as far as the Patriots go and them reaching in the first round for a uh, third round pick. Like if this is not Tom Brady's Patriots, this isn't even Jimmy Garoppolo coming in on Sunday night to open up the season and, and handing Bruce Arians and the Cardinals a, a can of whoop ass. Like this is, that's a, that's a winnable game. And when I talk about when, a, when you have to take care of business, that's one of those games you have to take care of business because yeah. of what the rest of the schedule looks like. Like if, if Mac Jones is coming across the country to play the Arizona Cardinals in, in front of the Red Sea, that needs to become an instant dub. That's just that's got to be part of this process because I think Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray have done such a good job each year improving off of where they they had some shortcomings the previous season and taking care of business at home. And I see you, Teddy. Yeah, if you have a franchise caliber quarterback, they take care of business and they win games at home, especially in the regular season. I think it says a lot. The Vegas still views them as a borderline playoff team with the schedule, even with the Hopkins uncertainty, missing the first six games. Um, Teddy Jennings in the in the chat says, well, Kyler gets to prove he's a franchise quarterback. It's put up or shut up. Uh, totally agree. Uh, it's I mean, it's everything this season. It's Kyler Murray's season. This if, if Kyler Murray becomes the quarterback that everybody believes he can be taking that next step, Cardinals will be fine. Mark in the chat, the schedule is tough, but there are a ton of primetime opportunities on it. It's a great point, Mark. Might be a good year for the Cardinals to showcase themselves after all the drama in the offseason. Well, speaking of that, we're going to have a little primetime tracker on our 2022-2023 schedule release live show this coming Thursday at 445 on this channel. PHNX, PHNX Cardinals, myself, Paul Brock, Frank Sanders, Damian Anderson. We're going to get you caught up on any and all leaks that take place at the top of the hour. We're going to get going. Schedule release show. We're excited. And, uh, Bull Brock, let, let's do a, an official prediction here because, you know, tomorrow we're going to have an audio pod drop. We're not going to have a live show. How many primetime games do the Arizona Cardinals get in 2022? Okay. So are we counting Crappy Christmas as a primetime game from last year? Do they have three? Is yes, that where they, okay. they had three because it was on national TV. I was yeah. at the stadium. That was the most disappointing loss of the year. <laughs> That's because you had to abandon your family. Well, I was like, yeah, at least I, I leave my kids on Christmas, yeah. but at least I get to see an ass kicking of Carson Wentz. Sure. He played like his best game of the year, but I, I digress. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, I, I'm, I'm going to put the total over under at three and a half. And I'm going to go, I'm going to say they just sneak in over at four. And that's very generous because you'll see some really you'll you'll see the dallas cowboys you'll see probably the patriots you definitely see the chiefs they're going to check in about five but i mean i i I like the point in the chat i mean they've got some pretty marquee caliber games here the schedule again one more time here i i agree with you i think that is the sweet spot i'm going to go with four um here the cardinals haven't haven't had a sunday night game since they beat the seahawks on sunday night football two years ago in the DK Metcalf runs down Buda Baker game. And that wasn't even supposed to be their game. No. And it's a flipping joke. NBC hates the Cardinals for whatever reason. I don't give two shits about them now that, (laughs) you know, we've got uh, their, their play-by-play guy. He's, he's out. Um, So, okay. No Al Michaels. No Al Michaels. Right. Yeah. Is it Mike Tirico? Yeah. And I, with all due respect to Tirico, but I think Al Michaels, he's on Amazon now. They paid him big money. All right. Uh, So not Tom Brady money. Not Tom Brady. We don't even have time for that. All right. I'm looking at this schedule. I'm going to say one division game is in prime time, whether it's the Rams. Hopefully it's the, the Niners. Those are always competitive games. Seahawks aren't going to sniff prime time next year, by the way. Um, so it's going to I'm going to say 
not the Mexico City game, or does that have to be on national TV by default? That's a Monday night game. That's a, that's definitely a Monday night game. Okay, so that's yeah. a Monday night game. So there's your division Monday night game in Mexico City. I I do think like you get a token be, Thursday night game. You're gonna get a token Thursday night game, maybe like the New England game. I think would be a fun Thursday night. It's usually, game. usually divisional games there, but uh, no problem there. You you ask New England to come out. You come out east or come out west. Um, <laughs> that's a tough travel for New England on a short week. I I just don't think that's happening. Broncos Cardinals would be fun uh, nationally televised. Russell Wilson coming back to play the Cardinals. Yeah, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think three and a half is the right over under. But I, did, I every year I think they're going to get more and more games than last year. They were. I kept looking at the Sunday night calendar and I'm like, where the hell is Arizona? Oh, they're not on here. Teddy Jennings says we never win primetime games. That is true. Um, but I, I do think Kyler Murray kind of combats that. Outside of the playoff game, like he typically always plays well. Remember the Monday Night Football game two years ago against the Cowboys? Slaughtered them. And then they were flexed to the game of the week in week 16 last year against the Cowboys. And Kyler Murray had his one of his best games of the year right. nationally televised. Mark is saying, he's on the record, the, the primetime games will be Rams, Raiders, Niners in Mexico, and Bucks. That's a good one with Bruce Arians retired. No, no, no. And he, Bruce Arians retired. Uh, Tom Brady, Todd Holes' <laughs> return. We'll put a big yeah. asterisk there. I don't think Raiders Cardinals is getting prime time. Uh, <clears throat> I would love to see it though. Chargers cards would love to see that. Last two rookie of the year QBs on on Sunday night. See if you're if you're an executive with half a brain, Jalen, you you would definitely do that. But they'll probably give us Washington Philadelphia. I'm going to throw up on my shoes. But all <laughs> right, so Bo's going with five. I'm going with four. I thought I, I went I, with four. No, I think you said over under three and a half, but I thought you said oh, I'm going right. to go with five. Wow, I'm I'm a nuts. I, we might have been drinking today. You need I, to be careful, <laughs> especially if you're on the DraftKings Sportsbook app throwing out numbers like that. And speaking of DraftKings, the NBA playoff action is nonstop. On the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, this week new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs. Suns tonight, give me the Suns money line, please. God, with DraftKings, same game, parlays. You can do just that and get DeAndre Ayton, 25-plus points, and I believe it's plus 500. Uh, I did that earlier today. Uh, cha-ching, cha-ching, create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes, total rebounds, and boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. If you want to know Cardinals' odds to make the playoffs next year, I believe they are plus 110 right now. On DraftKings. And speaking of which, it's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook 21 and over Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1 800 Next Step. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook. I always lose parlay bets, Johnny. Help. Uh, according to J Station 86, they're tough, man. You don't go into an evening thinking, well, I'm a, I got this parlay on lock. There's legs because it's more of a risk reward. I would say tonight, parlay a little sweet, sweet action. Go with the money line, right? I love the Suns money line. I love the Sixers money line. I love the Andre Ayton's over. Okay. This isn't an NBA podcast. I'm just giving you some help. Johnny cannot help you there. Shut up, producer Shane. Didn't see you on bets today. He was doing ASU stuff. But Jay Station, check in with us every day at noon, PHNX Bets Daily Podcast. Shane and I will do our best to educate you. 
right, Mr. Bo Brock, what else is going on in Cardinal land? How about the Arizona Cardinals actually made a ton of uh, promotions today, actually. Uh, given some of the guys that have been on the staff for Cliff Kingsbury the last couple of seasons, or actually at least last season's guys, like Sean Jefferson, who was a good addition to the wide receiver coaching staff. He's mm-hmm. now the associate head coach and wide Damn. receivers coach. Cam Turner, who's been a part of Cliff Kingsbury's staff ever from the very beginning. He's your co-pass game coordinator, quarterbacks coach. Spencer Whipple, great name, co Pass game coordinator Kenny Bell, chief of staff, offensive assistant Mike Bercovici. Mike Bercovici, former ASU quarterback, offensive assistant. It's nice to see him move up the ranks. And yep. recently hired defensive line coach Matt Burke will also be on the field with the rookies for the first time uh, as a defensive line coach. Uh, the biggest one to me, Sean Jefferson, going from just wide receivers coach to an associate head coach. He joins a fan, Vance Joseph. And, uh, you know, him and Sean Kugler are probably the two most respected coaches on that staff, but I want to see it. I want to see it play out. Like I want to see the young players, especially a guy like Rondell Moore mm-hmm. develop this year because I, well, I feel like, what's up. You have utmost confidence if you're promoting that guy with all the talent. In that receiver. Absolutely. So it's just like, there's concerns about the wide receiver core. There's concerns about the offensive line. It's like these coaches, you know, you had the the promotion last year for Kugler. He goes from just uh, your offensive line coach to your run game coordinator. I just think that you need to see, like, uh, there's a lot of respect for these guys. They've earned it. And then they also have to prove that, you know, as far as their promotions go and their titles go, that they, you know, all that respect that they, that they're, they're, they deserve that job. Well, Jefferson, I mean, think about what he did last year. He helped Christian Kirk. I mean, Kirk helped himself, but Christian Kirk's mm-hmm. making $18 million a year. That I mean, this is the guy who's had a hand in his development, his most successful year. What he did with Antoine Wesley down the stretch last year, an undrafted free agent, that, by the way, is going to be back. I think he's going to have a really nice second year with this team. Rondell Moore, I, th- I think that's his biggest kind of reclamation project after the way he finished last year because of the expectations now really is kind of the default number two option, I say, behind Hollywood Brown. And speaking of Hollywood Brown, it's up to Jefferson to get him up and running in this offense, along with Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, there are a lot of moving parts in that receiver group. It's not like Van Jefferson can just sit back and kick his feet up. He does not have a robust group of Sean really, Jefferson. Yeah, Sean Jefferson. His son uh, is ready. Yes. <laughs> there are too many Jeffersons <laughs> out in the NFC West. Um he can't just put his feet up and say, I got all these all pros. I'm, I'm good to go. I'm, we're stacked here. Got a lot of talent. But at the same time, the, the Cardinals offense is complex, three or four receiver sets. Um, and I, to me, I saw that and I'm like, that makes sense. To your point, Jefferson Kugler, the two most respected position coaches, in my opinion, on the roster. Uh, I'll default to them. And I also just kind of default to Cliff. Like Cliff, he, he's, he's not somebody I, I believe that feels threatened compromise with his coaching staff. These are guys that have helped him get to where they've gone each of the last three years, improving their win, win total, especially Sean Coogler. That's why this Will Hernandez thing does not bother me at all. It wouldn't bother me at all if they signed Billy Price. So give those guys who they want. And it's it's the issue I have on the flip side. You know, Billy Davis, I don't want it to give you any more first round picks as the linebacker coach, because what have you done with it? You know, right. Sean Jefferson's making Antoine Wesley catch two touchdowns on prime time against the Cowboys. You know, Sean Jefferson, you know, is 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 responsible now for Christian Kirk getting big time money and Rondell Moore hopefully having a second year jump. Like that's what I want to see. And I, these these guys play a lot. There's there's they're right. interchangeable. The receiving group. 
That's why, like, anybody who's freaking out, and I watched the Cardinal flight plan this morning about the usage of Trey McBride in year one. Yeah, he's going to play special teams. They're going to put him at Y a lot. Like, he's going to play a ton. So all the concerns I have defensively with playing time for younger players, I don't have that offensively. I trust, I trust in a weird way, these position coaches much more on offense. Yeah, and, and hopefully just as they embrace, uh, you know, their new roles and, and kind of, Got more a couple more alphas on that coaching staff. It, it's good. It's good for the organization. And you mentioned Van Jefferson, and I think that should be one of the prime examples here of what you should be excited about with, especially with the young receivers. Is Van Jefferson came into the league, the son of Sean Jefferson, a very polished route runner. Like everything mm-hmm. he does, technically is sound as sound as it possibly could be. He was a second round pick out of Florida and like Sean McVay had no problem just inserting him right into the offense. And he was a big part of their Super Bowl run in his second season. If, if, if Sean can, you know, carry the wide receiver, the young wide receivers and develop them, you take Rondell Moore in his second season and he can make a jump. He can, you know, pick up some of the routes that Christian Kirk ran. It's going to be huge for the Arizona Cardinals. It just is. Uh, you know, Cam Turner, obviously Cliff Kingsbury has a lot of trust in Cam Turner. Part of the, uh, I think he's North Turner's nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's been around football his entire life. And then, and the rest of them, you know, I, 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 I wish I could sh- shed some light on him, but if I did, I would, I'd have to like make room in my brain for, for that stuff. And I don't think it's useful as far as how these, to add context about these other coaches on the Cardinal staff. Well, I can tell you, you know, Matt Burke, I believe, used to be a coordinator in the NFL, their new defensive line coach. He used to coordinate the Miami Dolphins defense in 2017, 2018. Yeah. Take that for what it's worth. And I think that's the connection with Vance Joseph. Um, coach Buckner left as the defensive line coach's contract was not renewed. He went to Jacksonville. Um, so, again, that, that defense is going to be made or broken by what Vance Joseph is able to do, in my opinion, with that front seven. You got to have your hands all over it, uh, your fingerprints. Uh, how can they replace Chandler Jones? How can they get you know production out of J.J. Watt, keep him healthy for 17 games? I don't know if Matt Burke's going to have a ton to do with that this year. I would imagine his imprint is going to be with these two rookies, Cameron and Sanders, yep. their two third-round picks this year. But congratulations to those guys getting promotions. Yep. Um, transactional news with the Cardinals, that's about it. No free agent signings of note, Bull Brock. We've been asked about James Bradbury. Uh, John Gambadaro, Arizona Sports, said they have interest. I would be surprised if they signed him purely because of the cost. I think they like their cornerback group. I think they gave their quality cornerback money, say say what you will, $6 million over two years to Jeff Gladney. I, I don't I don't see them making a splurge in that group. I think that the rest of it's going to be divvied out, maybe an outside backer, maybe a defensive tackle, maybe a running back of note. I thought it was interesting quickly before we sunset um, I was watching that flight plan this morning in Ingram when they drafted him in the sixth round. Kime said, this guy can be our fourth running back, our fourth running back. He said that on the on the uh, flight plan. I don't know if he was just giving the benefit of the doubt to Jonathan Ward or you know, Benjamin yeah. or if they figured to bring a veteran in. But anybody who's got Ingram on their fantasy dynasty rankings, <laughs> maybe hold off on that because special teams, developmental guy at best, uh, I, I think it's – they're going to go with a bunch of veterans at, at running back. I don't think their Ingram is, in my opinion, unless something went drastically wrong, he's going to have significant carries. Yeah, he's going to have to have uh, just an amazing camp. It's just going to take him outplaying what anybody envisioned when he gets to training camp. Uh, it starts this weekend for guys like Ingram. 
to make their ascent if they want to on this Arizona Cardinals roster. You mentioned the Suns. They've got a watch party, the PHNX crew out there at the Ainsworth tonight in just a few Ooh. minutes. Things kicking off at 5, and we love our live events. And with all the fun events going on around us right now, we want to make sure everybody's safe and healthy. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for the booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash findvaccine for location near you. And I also want to say our new partner, OGs, is unbelievable. The quality of their products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor. Flavoring life is their damn motto, and that's something anybody can get behind, not just us. Let's get tropical. The tropical fruit flavors include guava, strawberry kiwi, raspberry orange, and pina colada. But let's get real. They're orange creamsicle gummies. They're the goat. They taste like a damn dream. It's like an ice cream truck coming through your neighborhood, but instead, it's a bomb gummy. OG seeks to focus on life's opportune moments and consume when you consume their product. For them, their occasions are laid back and relaxing, and whether it's being with friends, connecting with nature, or embarking on an adventure. You want to learn more about OGs and OGs brands? Go to the website, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OGs near you. J Station 86, we need to pluck Gaskin from Miami. Uh, he is alluding to the fact that Miami has hoarded, selfishly, three veteran running backs on the roster this offseason. They just signed Sony Michelle. A lot of people thought he could be a fit in Arizona we, to go along with former Cardinal Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. So uh, Mike McDaniel, whom we love on this podcast, we stay in on this podcast, is going full Shanahan with his um, mighty truckload of veteran running backs. I don't know, Bo, quickly where the Cardinals are going to go for a backup running back. There are options. Um, they don't seem to have a sense of urgency right now. No, they don't. And it's concerning, right? I mean, we talked about it yesterday when we looked at uh, their weaknesses and their biggest weaknesses. And we put that out on Twitter at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Where's their biggest uh, glaring weakness? And a lot of people said, you know, the defensive line, the interior, the defensive line and, and pass rush and all that. But if you look at it, it, the running back room is pretty thin. I mean, outside of James Conner, who before last season played 10, 13 games respectively for the Steelers, and the Steelers were fully content with just wetting him walk because they couldn't rely on him. Uh, you know, the, there should be concern there that there isn't enough depth in that room. But also, look, you can get you can pluck a guy off the street right now, and that room looks completely different. Like it does guys who, because you don't need somebody to kind of carry the load. Like you don't have to like the, the ship sailed as far as them drafting anybody of note early. They went with Ingram in the sixth round. Um, and now like if they, if they get a Daryl Williams, I think everybody would maybe breathe a sigh of relief because you're just looking for somebody to try to fill that void left by Chase Edmonds. You're not trying to fill the void left by the guy who scored 18 total touchdowns last season. I thought it was interesting. I saw something on Twitter today. Uh, so the Raiders uh, opted not to pick up Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. Um, and who else is in that backfield for the Raiders? They're under new ownership, not ownership, but new general manager overseeing. Uh, mm -hmm. Kenyon Drake is still there, making yeah. 3 to $4 million per season. I wonder if he were to be cut for salary cap implications, if the Cardinals would sniff around. That would make a lot of sense. That's a move I could definitely see them doing if Oakland – now Vegas decides to clean house at that position. It definitely feels like all options are on the table. That was a Mike Mayock, John Gruden addition last year. So who knows? Maybe his days are numbered and, and the Cardinals can sniff around. Jalen Blair says, I like K 
Keontae Ingram think he could surprise, reminds me a little bit of Kareem Hunt with his running style. I think the Cardinals like him a lot. I think he's a big physical back, which in my opinion wins in today's NFL. You don't need to be Mr. 4-3 at running back. Can you just hold up and give tough yardage? The Cardinals, I, I like their trajectory at the position, Bo, because yeah. of the fact that their quarterback is small. And I believe when you have Kyler Marini, he's undersized, you have to have big backs to supplement. Supplement short yardage, supplement you know the, the RPO game. James Conner was such a great fit for a number of different reasons, but partially because that conversion rate went up on fourth down and in the red zone because of his physicality. The Cardinals were so putrid, if you remember two years ago, yeah. before James got into the fold in short yardage, just load up on big backs. You know, I I think that, that that is the way this offense needs to be handled moving forward. Big offensive linemen, big backs, and then your receivers can be little baby guys like Hollywood Brown or Rondell Moore. That doesn't bother me. The, the, like all the 31 team, other teams are looking for James Conner. Like they, they yeah. want that. That's the hard part to find as far as running backs. Like as far as replacing what you're you're looking for now, the running back room is, is available. It is. And now they're just going to see how it plays out. If somebody's asking for too much money, I mean, we're, you'll see somebody probably before camp sign a contract with the Arizona Cardinals. They'll get them in here and, and you'll be fine. You'll have that third down back. You'll have that, uh, that receiving type back. You'll have that guy that could, you know, remember when they put the, they just, they just picked on poor Randy Gregory, who for some reason got paid this off season at the end of the Dallas game with a couple option plays with Kyler Murray and Chase Edmonds. You need that yeah. little bit of speed, even though Chase Edmonds wasn't the fastest guy. Like he was a four or five guy. And, and so is Keontae Ingram. So we'll see. You just have to be a little bit more elusive than James Conner and, and be able to catch the football to be able to fill the void that I think the Cardinals view remaining in that room. If you had to pick and can't pick Hollywood Brown, if you had to okay. pick one player to pop from this rookie class, we fast forward three years from now yeah. and you've got all these guys to pick from. And you said, this is the guy that's yeah. made this draft class. Who would you pick? This is unfair because I just read a very interesting article from the draft network today. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fowler just put it out and it's, it's pretty much pornography for Cardinals fans as sure. far as what Trey McBride brings to this, to this team. It, it's, it's uh, the mismatches, and, and just how he, big of a beast he was. He had the fifth mo best season for a tight end in the history of SB FBS. Mm -hmm. That's how good he was in the Mountain West at, at Colorado State. And, uh, you know, to, to think about if they go 12 personnel, they got double tight ends out there, and you've got Zach Hurts, and you've got somebody zeroing in on Zach Hurts, and then you have the, t the caliber of a weapon of Trey McBride. I mean, that's just going to be awesome. That's going to be incredible for the Arizona Cardinals. So his pro comp in a lot of ways is Austin Hooper, who once upon a time was a draft pick out of Atlanta, had his best season in 2019, I believe was a pro bowler, nearly 800 yards, six touchdowns. I'm going to tell you right now, I think he's going to be better than Austin Hooper. I think he's a better blocker. I think he's more physical. And I think he's going to play with a better quarterback. So his numbers are going to be much more robust. Um, Jordan P. Trey McBride, because I want Kyler to have a tight end for the rest of his career. I, I think that that is something that, this offense was lacking, and now you have two bona fide, I think, superstar potential receiving options at the tight end position. By the way, Low Tone Capone says, shout out to all the mom and pop Cold Stone shops. <laughs> that is alluding to the viral video with J.J. Watt and Zayvon Collins this morning. Check that out on J.J. Watt's Twitter feed. You can check us out every day here at PHNX Cardinals Live. Taking it, be sure to like, give us a five-star review, leave us a review. It would help in a lot of ways. Um, check us out at gophnx.com. I've got an article right now. You can go read it. Costs 50 cents. Three post-draft veteran free agent targets 
to solidify the Cardinals roster. You can check that out right now. I'll give you a hint. There's two on the defensive side, one on the offensive side. But if you want any more than that, you got to go. GoPHNX.com, 50 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent months. Or you can pay just under 60 bucks and get a free T-shirt from our merchandise locker. Become a member. Hang with Bo and I in the member Discord. We're giving you, unlike anybody else, year-round Arizona Cardinal content coverage. And speaking of coverage, one more time, mark it on your calendar, 2022-2023 schedule release show, PHNX Cardinals, this Thursday. We're going to start our show 15 minutes before the schedule release comes out at 5 p.m. So we can all bitch and moan about the lack of primetime games. Myself, Bo Brock, Damian Anderson, Frank Sanders will be here. Come hang out with us. That. Yep, Bo's got the article up. Do look yourself that. a favor. Get it look, up. Look hey. at that big, beefy guy on the cover. Of Could your that article. be a spoiler there? Could yeah, a be a spoiler. <laughs> Might be a spoiler. We'll never spoil you, only with content here at PHNX Cardinals Podcast. Audio only. See you guys Thursday.